Good morning and welcome to the show. Today, we're going to be looking at another reason why your potential customer says things like, let me think about it. And it's a little obvious, but somehow we miss it. The main reason why people say, or rather one of the main reasons why your potential customers, your potential clients say, let me think about it, is because you haven't asked them to buy anything. Now, there are many reasons uh, like I've said in the previous podcast, why this sort of thing comes out, uh, sorry, it comes up. Let me think about it. Let me talk to my husband. Let me talk to my wife. Let me talk to my pastor, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we have examined them in a couple of episodes, but uh, today we are going to examine what I think is the um, ultimate one, even though it's the least obvious one. And that's because you haven't asked them to buy anything from you yet. And this is what most folks do. And it's something that I have done in the past. So if you find yourself doing this, don't hit yourself over the head. It's just a normal rite of passage that every single business person goes through, no matter where you are, you know, Nigeria, UK, USA, we all go through that. So the average person starts off their uh, business, whether you are a lawyer, you just finished law school, you just finished your master's in architecture, you're trying to set up your architecture practice, or you become a wedding photographer, or you're selling inverter batteries or whatever. And what most people do is this, you go about finding the potential customer, and that's good and we do a good job of finding out what they want what they need what their desires are what their interests are and that's especially important uh, because um, some of us who graduate from legal backgrounds or um, architectural backgrounds for instance um, it's part of the professional training okay that includes accountants as well um, that before you um, make a presentation you need to know what the brief is exactly so you find that there are some disciplines where some people finish out from school and they are properly equipped with the professional training that they've done so far in their undergrad days they're equipped to be able to handle qualification conversations and uh, discovery uh, conversations if you're new to this podcast and you have no idea what qualification and discovery um, are then after you're done listening to this podcast episode, skip back to um, the previous one and you'll get some more information on what qualification is and what uh, discovery is. But as a summary, they are the kinds of conversations that you should be having with clients about who they are, what their needs are, what the problem is, the vision that they're aiming towards. And that gives you all the information that you need to be able to give an accurate quote and make an effective presentation or sales pitch or whatever it is that you call it in your own um, discipline or uh, in your uh, business. So um, a lot of us do a good job of finding potential clients, figuring out what it is that they need, finding a matching product or service that we um, deliver or that we have the skills for or that we have the product for. And then we make the presentation to the client. You know, that's the part where we go over to the house or we have them come to our office and we make the presentation. And then this is a mistake that almost everybody makes, at least in the beginning. After they're done with the presentation, they sit back and they say nothing. Some people say, what do you think? Some people say, take some time and think about it. There are other people who say, I'll leave this presentation with you and then I'll call you back in two weeks time. Is that okay? And of course, if you do any of these sorts of things, then the potential client is going to say, let me think about it. Let me talk to my pastor. Let me talk to my children. Let me talk to my husband. Let me talk to my sister. Let me run this by my investors. Let me bring this up to the committee, you know, blah, 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 the usual things that they say. Now, the reason why they say this is because it's absolutely logical um, in this case, because you haven't asked them to do anything in particular, and so they are not sure what the next step is. If some of you think this is too far-fetched, 
there was a meeting that I hooked up a long time ago, back when I was still in my wedding practice, one of my friends who's a wedding planner. And I think the meeting went quite well because he did a good job of figuring out what it is that um, she wanted. And after the meeting, the uh, lady, the bride, she said, okay, now that we're done with everything, uh, the next item uh, price, how much is this going to cost me? And my friend, the wedding planner, actually said audibly to the hearing of both of us, he said, and he sighed, this is the part that I hate the most. And then he brought out a piece of paper that had all the uh, pricing information on it. And then he slid it across the desk to her. Now, just in case you didn't um, hear me uh, correctly, or you think you didn't hear me correctly, I'll repeat. The meeting went very well. At least I think it went very well. It looked like he was going to seal the deal. And she said, okay, now that we're done with everything, all that's left now is the price. And he said and sighed as he was saying it audibly, both me and the bride could hear. And he said, this is the part that I don't like the most. Or something like, this is the part that I hate the most. And then he just slid over a piece of paper to her. And then he said, nothing. And of course, what do you expect that she said? She said, let me think about it. I'll call you back. That's how the meeting ended. And then, of course, um, he didn't uh, uh, He didn't end up getting the booking. And in this case, it's obvious. Well, it's obvious one of the reasons why. He didn't ask her to do anything in particular. She is the one who brought up the issue of the price. And, you know, you could have taken a different tack. Like, okay, from all that we've discussed, it looks like you're happy with XYZ and ABC. If that's the case, XYZ is part of the whatever package and it costs this. ABC is part of the this package and it costs that. Which of the two are you more interested in? And then you could have taken the conversation down that route and things could have ended up um, a whole lot differently. But instead, he sighed and said, this is the part that I hate the most. And then he slid a piece of paper to her with the pricing information on it. And then she said, let me think about it. So trust me, I'm not just making stuff up. We all make this mistake. Everybody uh, has done it at some point or another. Um, it's real life stuff. You probably have done so in the past or you're, maybe you're going to do so in the future. And this podcast episode is just a freestyle to uh, come up with ways about how um, we can deal with these sorts of scenarios. Now, the cure is after you're done with the presentation, you're sitting there with the bride, uh, with potential client, with the, whoever it is that you made the presentation to. The cure really is to ask them to buy something. Now, I know that some of you are at a loss about how to go about asking them to buy. And this is where YouTube is going to come in handy. <clears throat> because if you check your YouTube, <coughs> so excuse me, if you check YouTube and you Google things like um, how to close, you're going to find lots of suggestions about how to ask people to buy something. Um, but I'm going to go through some easy um, ways here. I've already explored one uh, scenario in uh, this meeting that I hooked up with my friend where you get a sense of what it is that the person um, uh, what the person likes and all you have to do is just call it out and ask them to make a choice so if my friend had said okay from what we've talked about so far it looks like you are interested in one two three and you're interested in four five six one two three is part of the silver package and it goes for uh 5k four five six is part of the bronze package and it goes for uh two five um which of them are you much more interested in we would have made some progress because the lady would have said one or should have said another or maybe she might have said neither and then in that case 
you'll be trying to dig in to find out exactly what it is that you've missed and say, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Um, looks like uh, I misunderstood you and I was off. I thought you were interested in one, two, three and um, four, five, six. So if you're not interested in either of them, then what exactly is it that um, you're looking for? Or, you know, what cat is your fancy? What's at the back of your mind? You know, blah, blah, blah. So that's one scenario. But the most easy way that you can go about this, now most people can go about this today, is just simply to confirm and propose the next step. So in this case, back to the architect example that we've been using for these last um, series. So the architect is in front of Madame Ogilingbe. Uh, again, if you're, this is your first time listening to the podcast, if you skip back uh, three or four episodes, you'll be up to speed on this scenario of Madame Ogilingbe who is talking to an architect. Sorry, the other way around. An architect who is talking to Madame Ogilingbe who is hoping to close the deal so that he designs um, parts of her, um, pa- her factory and her um, poultry. Um, for her livestock business okay so in this case the architect can just uh, confirm and propose so he can say something like madam Ogilingbe, if you're okay with abc and you're okay with xyz the next step is the payment of a deposit for the amount of 5m 2m 10m you know whatever should i send my account details to you or should i send it to shagun your pa you know that's a very simple way you confirm and then you propose the next course of action this is easy because you don't have to memorize much. Anybody can do it. All you have to remember is the next step is a payment of a deposit for the amount of blank. And that goes in well with any single business. Your wedding photographer, it's the same. Okay, uh, Judith, it's nice meeting you. Um, I'm glad that you like this and this and this and that and that and that. We're confident we can deliver. So if you're ready to go ahead, the next step is the payment uh, for the amount of X. So should I send my account details to you or should I send it to your fiance? And it works in whatever businesses uh, that you are involved in. So the architect can use it. The wedding photographer can use it. The accountant can use it as well. Okay. So uh, Mr. Uche, I think I understand pretty much what we're dealing with here. You want uh, a forensic accountant uh, accounting done on this part of the business, this part of the business, and this is what you're hoping to uncover. So if that's the case, uh, the next step is uh, we need a deposit for the amount of uh, 500,000 Naira. Um, am I writing out the invoice to you or am I presenting it to the board? So you can see that it works across different kinds of businesses. So confirm and then propose the next step. You are the sales professional here. You are taking the initiative and it's that simple. Another easy way to go about this is if you have established timelines with the client, uh, so back to the accountant example, um, if they need a forensic audit because they are trying to bid for a government contract, the government contract expires by a certain date, um, you know what that is. Or back to the uh, Magam Okedengbe example uh, and the architect, you know when the uh, she wants the factory to be up and running, you know, things like that. You've gotten a sense of the timelines and these timelines are important because you need to know that um, for your own delivery. So those of you who started out in the wedding and the event space, whether you're a photographer or you're a wedding planner, you also appreciate how this thing works. If you're the wedding planner, uh, you know that the hall has to be booked by a certain date. Vendors have to be booked by a certain date. People have to be mobilized by a certain date. And it's just the way it rolls. So with certain businesses, you have to establish timelines with the client, whether you're an accountant, photographer, a wedding planner, or an architect. Now, once you have established this timeline with the potential client, you can use that to create a sense of urgency for moving the product forward. So in this case, the architect can look to Maganam Okedengbe and say, 
if we're going to have this project completed by the 15th of December, we have to do the groundbreaking ceremony by 2nd of March. If we don't start 2nd of March, we're not going to hit this uh, December 15th. Now, to start by the 2nd of March, we're going to need three weeks to mobilize the crew. I have to settle the foreman and the cement builders, uh, sorry, the builders and the cement people and everything. So today is so on. So that just leaves us with two weeks to start making payments. Are you ready to go ahead now, ma? And then you keep quiet and hear what it is that she has to say. And you'll take it from there. But you can see how this can work across any discipline. So this is what the architect can do. The wedding photographer can also do the same. Say, okay, uh, cool. The wedding is December um, 25th. I need to be able to confirm my second shooters uh, two weeks um, before. And also like to pre-order uh, the album uh, a month in advance. And so because of that, if we're going to go ahead we have one week to make that decision. Um, are you ready to go ahead now um, or not? Who am I sending the account details to? Is it you or your fiance um, or is it your parents? And um, yeah, the philosophy is the same. Establish the timeline, use that to create a sense um, of um, urgency. Now, if these sound funny to you, strange to you, you are not comfortable with doing either, then this is the most easiest way that you can find out how to um, uh, ask people to buy just simply ask your elders in the profession and they'll tell you how to close the deal so if you're a trader in a labor market all you have to do is ask your uh your egg you know your you know whoever it is that brought you into the business you know say Olga, how do we close the deal how do we get people to buy it's the same thing if you're a seamstress or a lawyer you talk to your senior colleague um you know the person who first um, hired you in the firm or your uh what are they called uh, is it practice partner um there's a member of the uh, law firm who is responsible for um, managing the calendar and all the talent and stuff like that. So you ask them, okay, when I'm dealing with a high roller, how do I get them to close the deal? How do I collect the deposit? Um, whatever discipline you, you're involved in, you're a wedding planner, there's another wedding planner that you respect. You call her up and you ask her, I've been having problems, you know, when I'm having meetings with brides and I don't know how to ask them to uh, pay the money. I don't know how to close the deal. How do you do it? Now, whatever it is your senior or your elder or whoever in the profession in the business says, you can take that and run with it for now. And uh, chances are you'll be a lot more comfortable doing this because this is somebody that you love, admire and respect, you relate to. And whatever you, they tell you, you know that it's something that works for them. It's relatable. It'll be a lot easier doing that. And when you're more comfortable doing that, you can start trying out all these other things that you're hearing from me on this podcast or other stuff that you find on YouTube uh, when you start doing research on how to um, close um, the business. Now, the reason why this is a viable option, asking your elders in the business, your, the people who introduce you to the profession and the people who you admire, one of the reasons why this is really viable is because you find that most um, elders or senior people in the business, most senior architects, senior lawyers, or senior wedding photographers, or whatever, as in people who are truly accomplished, they have a sense of legacy and they want to help the young ones out. And this is an easy way uh, for them to do that of course you have to ask the right kind of person because there are some people who have made progress but uh, they have a competition uh, mindset a uh, closed negative mindset and so they might see you as competition and not tell you anything so of course this rests on you um, having asked the right kind of person but the thing is whatever option you choose whether you try to follow them down into a choice of one or the other it looks like you like this it looks like you like this which of them are you more interested in whether you 
uh, confirm and propose the next step. The next step is the payment of the amount for blah, blah, blah. Or whether you establish timelines and then use that to create a sense of urgency. The thing is, whatever it is, you have to ask. You just have to ask. Because if you haven't asked anything of your potential clients, they will always, always ask for time to think things over to talk to the husband, talk to the wife, talk to the children, discuss with pastor, discuss with investors, discuss with the committee, um, whatever. There are some times when that won't happen. That's when you're dealing with an actualized customer. Actualized customers are people who know what they want uh, and money is not an option for them, and so they're just going to go ahead. So the actualized customer is, is the person who is going to tell you, um, okay, what's your account number? Uh, but the thing is, those people are few and far in between. In my own personal experience, back in my wedding photography days, I only dealt with one person that way. We had the meeting, and she said, okay, cool, I like it. Um, how much? I told her, and she now said, account details. And I texted her the account details, and I got a ping before I had left the house. Now, I have only dealt with one person like that. Even before then, I'd heard that these people are few and far between. So trust me, they are few and far in between. If we're going to wait for those people, we're going to wait for a very, very, very long time. So, uh, that's it. We need to learn how to ask people to buy something, or else they'll say, let me think about it. Thank you very much for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next episode.